to strive for enlightenment and perfection. His dissatisfaction with the answers he received at Mount Hiei led him eventually to Asai Zenji, who had brought the teachings of the Rinzai sect of Zen Buddhism from China to Japan. Asai's reply to Dogen's question was, No Buddha is conscious of its existence, that is, of this essential nature, while cats and oxen, that is, the grossly deluded, are aware of it. In other words, Buddhas, precisely because they are Buddhas, no longer think of having or not having a perfect nature. Only the deluded think in such terms. At these words, Dogen had an inner realization which dissolved his deep-seated doubt. Despite this accomplishment, Dogen still felt spiritually unfulfilled, and this disquiet moved him to undertake the then-hazardous journey to China in search of complete peace of mind. He stayed at all the well-known monasteries, practicing under many masters, but his longing for total liberation was unsatisfied. Eventually, at the famous Tian Tung Monastery, which had just acquired a new master, he achieved full awakening, that is, the liberation of body and mind, through these words uttered by his master, Zhu Ching, You must let fall body and mind. It is noteworthy that even with this profound experience, Dogen continued his Zazen training in China for another two years before returning to Japan. At the time of his great awakening, Dogen was practicing Shikantaza, a mode of Zazen which involves neither a koan nor counting or following the breaths. The very foundation of Shikantaza is an unshakable faith that sitting as the Buddha sat, with the mind void of all conceptions, of all beliefs and points of view, is the actualization or unfoldment of the inherently enlightened Bodhi mind with which all are endowed. At the same time, this sitting is entered into in the faith that it will one day culminate in the sudden and direct perception of the true nature of this mind, in other words, enlightenment. Therefore, to strive self-consciously for Satori or any other gain from Zazen is as unnecessary as it is undesirable. Because today, Zen masters claim, Devotees are on the whole much less zealous for truth, and because the obstacles to practice posed by the complexities of modern life are more numerous, capable Soto masters seldom assign Shikantaza to a beginner. They prefer to have him first unify his mind through concentration on counting the breaths, or, where a burning desire for enlightenment does exist, to exhaust the discursive intellect through the imposition of a special type of Zen problem, that is, a koan, and thus prepare the way for Kensho. By no means, then, is the koan system confined to the Rinzai sect, as many believe. Even Dogen himself disciplined himself in koan Zen for eight years before going to China and practicing Shikantaza. Satori awakening, as Dogen viewed it, was not the be-all and end-all. Rather, he conceived it as the foundation for a magnificent edifice 
whose many-storied superstructure would correspond to the perfected character and personality of the spiritually developed individual, the man of moral virtue and all-embracing compassion and wisdom. Such an imposing structure, Dogen taught, could be erected only by years of faithful zazen upon the solid base of the immutable inner knowledge which Satori confers. What then is Zazen and how is it related to Satori? Dogen taught that Zazen is the gateway to total liberation. And Keizan Zenji, one of the Japanese Soto patriarchs, had declared that only through Zen sitting is the mind of man illumined. Elsewhere, Dogen wrote that even the Buddha, who was a born sage, sat in Zazen for six years until his supreme enlightenment and so towering a spiritual figure as Bodhidharma sat for nine years facing the wall. And so have Dogen and all the other patriarchs sat. For with the ordering and immobilizing of feet, legs, hands, arms, trunk, and head in the traditional lotus posture, with the regulation of the breath, the methodical stilling of the thoughts and unification of the mind through special modes of concentration, with the development of control over the emotions and strengthening of the will, and with the cultivation of a profound silence in the deepest recesses of the mind, in other words, through the practice of Zazen, there are established the optimum preconditions for looking into the heart-mind and discovering there the true nature of existence. In the broad sense, Zazen embraces more than just correct sitting. To enter fully into every action with total attention and clear awareness is no less Zazen. The prescription for accomplishing this was given by the Buddha himself in an early sutra. In what is seen, there must be just the seen. In what is heard, there must be just the herd. In what is sensed, as smell, taste, or touch, there must be just what is sensed. In what is thought, there must be just the thought. The importance of single-mindedness, of bare attention, is illustrated in the following anecdote. One day a man of the people said to Zen master Ikkyu, Master, will you please write for me some maxims of the highest wisdom? Ikkyu immediately took his brush and wrote the word, Attention. Is that all? asked the man. Will you not add something more? Ikkyu then wrote, twice running, Attention, attention. Well, remarked the man rather irritably, I really don't see much depth or subtlety in what you have just written. Then Ikkyu wrote the same word three times running. Attention, attention, attention. Half angered now, the man demanded, What does that word attention mean anyway? And Ikkyu answered gently, Attention means attention. For the ordinary man, whose mind is a checkerboard of crisscrossing reflections, opinions, and prejudices, 
bearer attention is virtually impossible. His life is thus centered not in reality itself, but in his ideas of it. By focusing the mind wholly on each object and every action, Zazen strips it of extraneous thoughts and allows us to enter into a full rapport with life. Sitting Zazen and mobile Zazen are two functions equally dynamic and mutually reinforcing. One who sits devotedly in Zazen every day, his mind free of discriminating thoughts, finds it easier to relate himself wholeheartedly to his daily tasks. And one who performs every act with total attention and clear awareness finds it less difficult to achieve emptiness of mind during sitting periods. Zazen practice for the student begins with his counting the inhalations and exhalations of his breath while he is in the motionless Zazen posture. This is the first step in the process of stilling the bodily functions, quieting discursive thought, and strengthening concentration. It is given as the first step because in counting the in and out breaths, in natural rhythm and without strain, the mind has a scaffolding to support it, as it were. When concentration on the breathing becomes such that awareness of the counting is clear and the count is not lost, the next step, a slightly more difficult type of zazen, is assigned, namely, following the inhalations and exhalations of the breath with the mind's eye only, again in natural rhythm. The blissful state which flows from concentration on the breath and the value of breathing in terms of spiritual development are lucidly set forth by Lama Govinda. From this state of perfect mental and physical equilibrium and its resulting inner harmony,